Hi, and welcome to Math Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Musings. Today's date is Friday. It's always Friday. May 27th, 2022. This is season two, episode number 21 of our show. I do thank you for uh, joining in today in what will be the final episode of the official first year of Math Amusings and the kickoff to Memorial Day weekend. I am uh, a big fan of Memorial Day. I love patriotic holidays. I've mentioned before that uh, my favorite holidays are in order New Year's Eve, then the 4th of July, then Christmas. Like, Christmas is my third favorite holiday. Like, most people put Christmas up at the top. I've talked about it before. Uh, uh, Christmas is, is up there for me, but it, it hits number three. Uh, the Halloween is up there, too, uh, of course, for me. Thanksgiving kind of down there. What I've noticed about holidays, and this is what I discussed with my advisory group uh, th- this week, like, as, as we're approaching the three-day weekend, I always have a prompt up on the screen as my students come in. Advisory is what we call homeroom. Those of you who from the 20th century, myself included, homeroom. My homeroom kids come in, like we got to talk about something, right? It's mostly like, oh, what'd you do over the weekend? Or what do you have going on this weekend? Or like, anybody do anything interesting or unusual? It was name the best holiday from the first half of the year. I'm talking like January 1 through June 30th. What is the best holiday during that time? And, you know, obvious choices would be that there's only so many. It's Valentine's Day, Easter, St. Patrick's Day. Like maybe, like, that, kids don't like that because you don't get off of school. Um, Memorial Day, to me, Memorial Day is the best holiday from the first half of the year. An extremely, like, niche topic to discuss, like, what is the best holiday of the first six months of the year? Well, it, it's very specific. Like our, our good holidays are kind of towards the end. And then my, uh, my favorite daytime holiday right there at uh, the beginning of the second half, but most certainly in the second half of the year, 4th of July, a uh, related patriotic holiday, I suppose, Memorial Day. Today, it's, it's the best, um, or this weekend, I should say, best holiday of the first half of the year. It's that sweet spot for me between... Now, here I go talking about my dad again. Last week's episode was all about Michael O'Connell Sr. on what would have been his uh, 80th birthday weekend. The sweet spot for me between my dad's birthday and my birthday. Now, my birthday is June 7th. My dad's birthday was and still is uh, May 21st. And... He and me and my mom were all in the school business. Both my parents were school teachers. Obviously, I was going to school when I was growing up. Never appreciated the benefit of that, by the way, until much later. That uh, we're all looking forward to the end of the year. And, like, that's the dirty little secret school kids don't realize that the teachers love summer vacation way more than they do. They love the end of the year way more than the kids do. They love snow days way more than the kids do. They love Friday afternoon way more than the kids do. I realized it a little bit because both my parents were on the other side of this. That beautiful part of the year towards the end 
and you had my dad's birthday and my birthday and you have this public holiday in the middle of it that's uh memorial day so i mean i i celebrate every day of life and like i celebrate my dad every every day of life uh last weekend i said that it was my dad's 80th birthday or it would have been and uh i did so by by hitting his his usual things of uh not only uh, coffee in the morning but orange juice with my coffee in the morning i don't usually do that that was always my dad's thing and I've mentioned this before, I know. My dad was really ahead of his time with uh, dressing up his coffee. You'd think as it's kind of an old-school guy, my dad would have drank his coffee black. No, he, he was putting uh, you know, milk and or cream and sugar in the, in the thing, like dousing it in, in cream and sugar, not, <laughs> not just the way people were doing it uh, in the latter part of the 20th century before they went full milkshake style. Like He was, he was putting... He was going heavy on the cream and sugar even before that became popular. I, I dressed my coffee up that way uh, in his honor. And I also watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Now, I don't need an excuse to watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And this came up on last week's show, too, because I mentioned Harrison Ford, who's also, I think, this summer turning 80. I know he's born in 1942. I always thought that was kind of cool that Harrison Ford and my dad were the same age. Harrison Ford's still doing that, still doing things, at least as of my recording this podcast. And the thing about the third Indiana Jones movie, which for a long time was the last one, it's even got the word last in the title, we know it wasn't, and I hope the fourth one isn't the last either, that it's, well, it's about fathers and sons. And one of mine and my dad's favorite actors sean connery playing professor henry jones senior uh, as indiana jones father and like all father and son movies like there's no father and son movie that the relationship between father and son is perfect like nice as it would be to think about a perfect relationship between father and son like it wouldn't make for an interesting movie like it wouldn't be funny it wouldn't make for a good drama like it wouldn't it wouldn't be interesting to watch um, so that there's a little bit of uh, tension between indiana jones and his father and of course they come together at the end it is a movie but i i enjoyed watching it and i think my son's a little young to watch the thing with me. that's probably a difference not just between my dad and me and my son and me but the difference between 21st century living and 20th century living like and i'm guilty of this i realize i'm this so overprotective and helicopterish of, of my own child we we all are in the 21st century They're like i wouldn't let my son watch the indiana jones movies just yet i mean there's a reason they're pg-13 my son is eight it would have been a little bit much for him, but he knows who Indiana Jones is. I mean, I've showed him the, the famous clips, right? The ones that everybody knows. Someday he will watch it with me and, you know, he's got a few hundred viewings to go before he catches up with me. I mean, I, I have seen all four Indiana Jones movies literally hundreds of times. That's, that's all I did in the 80s when uh, there was only so many movies watching on TV. There wasn't uh, instant streaming. There was just a, a few ones that uh, that they put on all the time, and I've mentioned this before. It was uh, the Indiana Jones movies, Back to the Future, Top Gun, uh, Crocodile Dundee. 
these uh, these were the ones that they showed all the time. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. These movies I have seen hundreds of times because that's what TBS and TNT and the few TV channels that showed movies were showing. I enjoyed watching Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones movies when I was a kid. I enjoyed watching them as a teenager when I was in my 20s. And now that I have my own child, like you get a little bit different taste of it every time. And one of the themes of the third one is, and this is every father and son movie, it's making your parents proud. And I mean, that's, that's just the goal of life. And as uh, I was thinking last week about my dad's birthday, and everyone does when you have like a milestone coming up, like think upon my own life. I'm like, wow, my, my dad's been out of it for so long. He's like, he didn't, didn't know that I became a teacher or that I had a child or I got married. Like he didn't see any of that. Uh, not, not in this world anyway, that like, I wonder like, would my, would my dad be proud of me? And I'm not sure I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before. It, it was the subject of a short story I put together once that, and really was a, a dream that I had. I don't usually remember my dreams this vividly. One in which I I met my dad after, after he was gone. But I'm dreaming about my dad. And I point blank asked him the question, which is a silly question to ask, I guess. I said, like, are you proud of me? And the thing my dad said, now, if... If I were, we are not saccharine on, on this show, and I am not uh, saccharine in, in my life, that the syrupy answer here would be that my dad would say to me, Oh, yes, so it's done, blubbering. Oh, I'm so proud of you. No, this is real life. And what my dad said to me in the real life version of this dream, it, my dad says, and I quote, Who cares? And it, it's stinging when, when you hear it until you start to think about it and like, wait, no, that is the right attitude to have all this. And of course, if, it, if it's my dream, my subconscious, this is what I should be thinking, that it, what difference does it make whether you make your parents proud or not? Like, are you, can you look in the mirror and you know, see your own life and be proud of your own life and turn it around the other way? This only occurred to me like years later. Not try to make your parents proud. It's try to make your kids proud. Like you're the older person in the relationship on whether you should have pride or not. The, the old school version of pride, not, not the modern version of pride, although that, that may be useful too. That you would aspire to a life that your kids would be proud of you. Or that my son, think about this, that, that your children, I'm thinking my son is proud of his dad. I would rather that than my dad would be proud of what I became. Like, I want to be the role model, not did I follow my role model well. It's like, no, did I, did I create my own role model? Was what I was doing worthy of pride? And, uh, and it was on that note that, uh, that I think about um, this holiday. And it's, well, it's kind of the same way that, that we're, we as a society, and Americans, are, are proud of our American fighting men and women who gave their lives over hundreds of years in service of our nation. And that, that's who we're celebrating this weekend.
And uh, like my dad, I, I never served in the military, though I had I have a great respect for people in the military. And over the years, I've, I've been able to entertain, starting with one of my very first gigs. This is uh, 1996. I was, I was in eighth grade. I was playing the clarinet in, in an organization called the Pride of Binghamton. Uh, again, it did nothing to do with the modern way we use the word pride, um, but was uh, the marching band. It was affiliated with Binghamton High School slash West Middle. It was middle school and high school. And we were in the Memorial Day Parade in Binghamton. I was playing the clarinet and the, and the marching band. And it started me off on what became a cottage industry for me, playing gigs on Memorial Day with my my Dixieland band. I, I did that for a couple decades after that. And um, the number of uh, parades also and uh, military functions, military bases that I was able to I was able to play on and look forward to doing one day. That's the thing. This is my stock answer. Anytime a student asks me like, oh, Mr. O'Connell, if you weren't a teacher, what would you do? And I always tell the kids like, well, you know, it's a, it, the job I have now is a perfect job for me because like I'm in school, my son's in school. I like being on the same schedule. But at some point, I'll go back to playing music full time and I'd love to play again and on uh, military bases and for um, military related events. And I was tell kids, you know, have no idea who Bob Hope is. I'm like, Google the name Bob Hope. Just find out who Bob Hope is. See what he did for a living. And that that's me. That That's my dream job. Um, the, uh, it, you know, the, uh, a gig similar to that uh, held by one Bob Hope. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's the takeaway for today. I, I hope you have enjoyed our time together, our, our 15 minutes here on uh, the kickoff of Memorial Day weekend, you know, three-day weekend coming up here. And uh, I, I don't have any gigs. Um, th- this is the point in my life where I, I spend time going to the parades and watching. I mean, see what, uh, what uh, Memorial Day events... Uh, my son and my wife and I can can hit up this weekend and uh, save the Bob Hope Act for uh, after Franklin graduates. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for tuning in today. Uh, my name is Mike O'Connell. For more information or to contact uh, regarding this program, go to MikeOConnellJr.com.